0: Today, I want to preach for just a few minutes, (laughs) now that you're all out of breath, (laughs) on the good news and the bad news. The good news and the bad news. I recently heard where a son walks in to his dad and says, Dad, I got some good news and I got some bad news. The The dad looks back and says, all right, what's the good news? He says, the airbags in your new truck weren't great. I recently heard that an elderly woman walked into a local country church for their Christmas services, and the friendly usher greeted her at the door and helped her up the flight of stairs, and he asked her, where would you like to sit? And she said, "Uh, on the front row, please. Front row, please. And he said, well, ma'am, you don't want to do that. Uh, You see, our preacher is very, very boring. And she said, sir, do you know who I am? He said, I don't. She said, "I am the preacher's mother." How many of you know that's bad news? He looked back at her and said, "Ma'am, do you know who I am?" She said, "No." He said, "Good." I heard a story of a father that lives in or that lives in Alabama. <laughs> that's the joke. It's over already. I didn't even get people already laughing. Father in Alabama calls his son in California and says, son, me and your mother are getting a divorce. I'm sorry to tell you this over Christmas time, and it's just I just need you to know we're getting a divorce. The son explodes on the phone and says, dad, after all these years, are you serious? Over the holidays, you give me this bad news? The father said, listen, we're done talking about it. Call your sister in Louisiana and tell her, and so he calls his sister and she explodes on the phone, are you serious over Christmas time? They're gonna tell us they're gonna get a divorce. She gets on the phone with her father and says, dad, are you serious? Listen, don't do anything. We're, we're gonna be there in a little bit. We're all gonna come get my brother. We're all gonna come and just don't do anything till we get there. She hangs up the phone on her dad. And the dad looks over at the mom and says, honey, it's all figured out. The kids are coming home for Christmas and they're paying their own way. Allow me for a moment to read to you a portion of scripture that if you're not familiar with, it is a portion of the story of the birth of our Lord Jesus. And I want you just to catch the spirit of this. I won't read all of it, but Luke chapter two says this. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them Don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Good news. Everybody say, good news. good news. That will bring great joy to all people. Verse 11 The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snugly wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And the scripture says that a host of angels arrive at the scene and begin to sing. And they said this line in Luke 2, 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Now I want you to catch that the the context of this is, is fascinating. That when these angels show up in this dark shepherd's field that night, You have to understand that in that time there was violence, injustice, abuses, homelessness, refugees fleeing from oppression, families being ripped apart. There was bottomless grief, and they come in and say, good news, peace on earth. Good news, peace on earth. I I hate to be the bearer of bad news today. But before we go on to the good news, I need you to understand that there is some bad news that you need to know. The first thing I want you to understand, the bad news is the world is broken. I took 30 minutes this week and just watched the news. I don't watch the news much, but I took some time, LaNita, and I watched the news for a little bit. And just in 30 minutes between a few stations, I found that we covered a few topics that within just 30 minutes, I was completely overwhelmed and feeling anxious. Anybody know what I'm talking about? In just a few moments, we covered COVID-19. Shocker. Talked about inflation and gas prices. Talked about how cars are struggling to find the proper technology to be sold. Talked about the shipping issues for Christmas. They talked about racial tensions talked about shootings. They talked about political tensions between Republicans and Democrats. And not only that, they talked about geopolitical tensions between Russia and America and China and Iran. They talked about how homicide rates have been rising steadily since 2020 in all major cities. They talked about how mass misinformation is everywhere. Who do you believe? Where do you turn? What news station do you trust? They also spoke about the worldwide suicide epidemic where 33%, where it has risen 33% between the years 1999 to 2019, all before this decade. The suicide rates are up and which is about a suicide every 11 minutes. So since we've started this service, we're almost up to five or four people that have taken their life in the United States of America. Talked about vaccinations and non-vaccinations. Religious liberties being under threat. Good news, right? Masks or no masks. The tornadoes this week. I saw where a mother pleaded guilty for executing two of her own children. And in just this month alone, not even to the end of the month, it is the 19th. And 19 people in the city of Jackson have been murdered. Things are getting stranger and stranger. It no longer feels like breaking news, it almost feels like old news. And not only in the world, but I'm also talking about your world, that you can get some some bad news. Barry, it's, it's not just in the local newspaper when you look and you just turn the pages and you see that gas prices are up. It's not just when you open the newspaper and you see that there's another killing in another city and then there's this argument and this fight and this Republican Congress and this Democrat guy and this. This over and over, not just in the paper, not just in their local news source are we hearing bad news, but I think many people are also hearing bad news in their own life. That maybe in 2022, what year is it? 2021. I'm ready for a new year. Someone say amen. 2021, some people received bad news. Bad news from a doctor's report, Bad news about a son or daughter, about what you found on their phone. Maybe it's bad news of what you've seen in your own life or maybe your own finances. Maybe you did your taxes and you saw bad news. Maybe you saw uh, your business decline. It's just bad, bad news. First John chapter five, verse 19 says that we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. The world is a dark and broken and lost place. That's bad news. And not only that, there's some more bad news. The bad news is we can't fix it. I know we don't want to believe that. I know that's probably not popular, that we can't fix the world. It reminds me of the story of Sally who brought her fiance to meet her parents. Her father invited the young man into the home office to find out more about him, and the father asked him, what are your plans? Little Johnny said, well, I'm a scholar of the Bible. And the father says, well, how are you gonna pay for a nice engagement ring? He said, well, I'll study hard and God will provide. Well, that's admirable, Sally's father replied, but what will you do to provide a nice house for my daughter? He goes, I will study and God will surely provide for us. <laughs> I gotta focus. <laughs> and, and what about children, the father asked. How will you support children? Don't worry, sir, God will provide. After they ended up leaving, the mother asked the father, well, how was meeting Johnny? He goes, it, it went pretty good, he has no job, he has no plans, but he does think I'm God. I think that we think like that, we think we're God. We think that we can control things, we think we can improve things. We like to think that we have the light within us so that that if we were just able to come together as a country or a people or a group and we could overcome poverty and injustice and violence and evil, if we could just work together, we can create this utopia of of unity and peace. The first president of the Czech Republic was quoted saying this in a Stanford University article. He said, the pursuit of the good life will not help humanity save itself, nor is democracy alone enough. A turning and seeking of God is needed. The human race constantly forgets that he is not God. He goes on to say that humanity cannot save itself. In fact, our attempt to brighten the world, hear me, has only led to more darkness. So there are groups of people, I'm sure, in this room today that says, if we can get the government right, that will save us. I'm sure there are people watching that thinks that if we just had a stronger economy, if we, if we could just get the market right, that will save us. There are some that maybe think if we could just get education or more information or if we had stronger families or just more money in savings or a better Roth IRA or maybe a six-figure income, that will, that will settle us. Maybe if we just had uh, more, more religious activities or after-school specials or we just increased our medicinal, uh, our medicinal options and that, that would fix it, that will save us. But here's my question. These things are important. But if they could save us, why haven't they? Why haven't they saved us? We have more money printed in the history of the world right now, and people are still dying hopeless. We have the most advanced medicine in the history of the world, yet people are still committing suicide. We have more access to a better education and information than ever and people are still lost and searching. People are still depressed, why? Because these are superficial solutions to a much deeper problem. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a person who's terminal. The shepherds hear for the first time this, this breaking news. They hear about this good news in a world of bad news. This good news is not just good news, it's great news. In fact, it's just too good to be true news. And they hear from the angels that a king has been born, the Messiah has come to take away the sins of the world. I don't want to get off my notes, but I just got to say this, that in the Old Testament, that the, the, the lambs that were taken to be sacrificed on the behalf of the worshiper had to be spotless lambs. They did it once a year, and it was an ongoing bloodbath for thousands of people, and and Jesus came to be our ultimate sacrifice on our behalf. Well, what's interesting is that Bethlehem was the place where most uh, of the sacrifices were raised and even born. And worshipers from Jerusalem would come and get those lambs to be sacrificed. Well, what's interesting to note is that it was the shepherd's job to observe and to look at and to check if a lamb was spotless and flawless and good enough to be sacrificed on the behalf of a worshiper. So what they would do, they would come in and they would inspect the lamb, and what they would do next, they would wrap it in swaddling clothes to not only protect it, but to mark it. I don't wanna preach right now, but let me just say this. God knew what he was doing when the first call he made was to the shepherds and said, go check out my lamb, the lamb without sin. Like John the Baptist, behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The shepherds hear the good news. And once they hear about this new king, the Bible says they make their way to him. They got this, this is changing everything. The Messiah has come. And here's what I think we struggle with today. We think good news is coming when we don't have to get a booster shot. Then there'll be peace on earth. <laughs> we think good news is when we don't have to wear the mask anymore. Or when we don't have to social distance. The good news, Pastor Ethan, will be, once we get this guy out, we put this guy in. Well, The good news is this, and peace will be this. And can I tell you today, peace was born in a barn. <laughs> peace came to earth, wrapped himself in flesh, went to the cross and died. You'll never know true peace until you find Jesus. You'll never find true peace until you give your life to God. It is not always about just trying to improve external situations to find peace on earth. There will never be peace on earth until Jesus returns and puts his foot on, the, puts his foot on this earth. Everything's going to be settled. Everything's going to, but until then, there's no peace on the outside. There's only storms on the outside. But I've come to tell you today that if you give your life and live your life for Jesus Christ, there's peace on the inside that the world can't take away because the world didn't give it. The economy didn't give it. This system didn't give it. So the economy can go up and down, but my peace stays the same because he's the prince of peace. I feel like preaching a little bit. So I know there's bad news. But the good news is we have a Savior. (laughs) John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. People forget about this next verse. Jesus didn't come with a heavy hand. He didn't come to condemn us. He come to give us life, but in order for the world, that the world may be saved through him. And let me say this, you may be in the room today, and one of the reasons that you don't come to church, or one of the reasons that you're not comfortable in here right now is because you perceive God is so upset with you, and you feel condemnation for messing up through the week. And can I just tell you today, the Bible says that in Christ, when we come to Christ, there is no condemnation. No, no church has a right to condemn you if he's not. No aunt or uncle or some preacher has a right to condemn you if God isn't condemning you. The Holy Spirit has the right to convict us. It's our job as a church to love us, to love each other, to care about each other, not to condemn each other. If our greatest need, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need in the world today was money, God would have sent us an economist. Did I say all that right? If our greatest need would have been pleasure, God would have sent an entertainer. But the greatest need in the world today is to be saved, to be forgiven, to be set free, to find new life. And so what God did, he sent a son. He sent a savior to be born in a little town called Bethlehem, and everything changed that night. I've heard people say, I can't wait to get back to normal. First off, I have no idea what's normal anymore. But everything changed that first Christmas forever. And everything can change this Christmas for you forever. You know, I started this sermon by telling you the joke of the father that said, honey, the kids are coming home for Christmas and their are paying their own way. Remember that? What if you came home for Christmas and just remembered that he paid the way? Because hear me today, my final point, if there's anything you could catch, I need you to hear this, that even in the bad news, even in bad news, there's still good news. Even in dark moments, shepherds, hear me, even when you're in the field by night, even when you're in the hospital room, even when you're holding the hand of a dying family member, even when you're holding the doctor's report yourself, even when you have questions about if God's even real, shepherds, hear me. In the darkness of the night, there's good news. There's good news. And the light is going to show up. And I've come to tell you today that light hasn't gone out. Changed everything. Everything changed in a moment when the king came to earth. Can I pray with you today? With eyes closed all over the room. If you're in the room today, we've been praying. If you're a visitor with us or somebody brought you, I want you to hear me today. We've been praying for you. We've been expecting you. And right now, I just have to give the opportunity, the, the invitation, if you will, that if you don't know Jesus, and maybe you drifted away from God, maybe you've even like got, just gotten away from Him in, in general and you just need to, to start over like a fresh start. You, you just need to begin again. If that's you, I want to count to three. I want you to understand Jesus did not, I want you to understand that Jesus didn't just die for you, he died as you, should have been you, should have been me, but he took our place and now he can wash our sins away. And today, I don't know your story, I don't know where you've been, I don't know the bad news, but I do know the good news. In that today he can save you and heal you and restore you and deliver you. There's no freedom like we find in Jesus Christ. Is there anybody saved in the room be a witness to that? I said there's no freedom like there is in Jesus Christ. I'm going to count to three and I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm going to pull you down just between you and heaven. And I just want you to make a declaration in your seat with eyes closed all over the room. If you don't know Jesus right now, I want you to raise a hand to heaven. Are you ready? And you want to give your life to Christ and you want to say yes to Jesus and no to the world, no to your past, no to your shame. You've been wanting new life. Guess what? You found the good news today. Are you ready? One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. Thank you. I joked with the team last night that to give an altar call in the south is almost like asking someone if they've ever had sweet tea down here. But for those of you that raised your hand, the Bible says that the heavens rejoice over just one that comes home. And so Vibrant Church, I want you to put your hands together because heaven is rejoicing. Will you do me a favor all over the room? Will you close your eyes and let's pray this prayer together. The greatest gift you ever received for Christmas was salvation. Are you ready? Let's pray together. Father, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past. I've sinned against you. I've drifted from you. I want a new life in you. I want to be a partaker of the good news. I believe the good news. I want new life. I believe that you died. I believe that you rose again. And I, and I receive my new chapter, my new day, my new season. In Jesus' name, if you believe it today, put your hands together, church. Come on, heaven is shouting right now.